God is a now God right now. God has a plan for your life right now. God is a today kind of God. And I am so glad that you are listening to this today because today can make a difference not only in your life, but in the lives of every person every day from now on. Today is an opportunity. Today is an opportunity right now, an opportunity to change things. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse one says, now faith is. God is a now kind of God. And we live in a now kind of commission from God. In fact, the things that God has for us, God is working on right now. There's something going on in the heavens right now. There's something going on in your life right now, even though you can't see it, you know, even though you may not be able to discern it. It's like putting seed in ground and we wake and sleep, the Bible says. We wake and sleep and we don't know how, but God is always working. And that right now, the uh, presence of God is making things happen. Even though you can't see it, you may not realize it. Nonetheless, right now, something is happening and there's something you can do right now. There's always something we can do right now to please God. Today is the day that all of your ancestors invested their lives in. Today is the day that you have been waiting for all of your life. Everything culminates in a now. There is nothing that is ever done that is not done on a day that is called today. Everything done is done on a day called today. And today is your day. What are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about the fact that there's somebody following you. That's right. Someone is following you. <laughs> Look around, realize in life, somebody's following you. You might think, well, I don't have any influence. I, I, why, why would someone follow me? I mean, I'm, I'm not an important figure. I, I'm not a political person. I'm I don't have uh, you know any any great claim or uh, but but nonetheless someone is following you someone is watching you someone is is coming right up behind you now if you bought into the reality that someone is following you then you also should consider where is it that they are going if they're following you, where are they going? Where are they going in marriage? Where are they going with their finances? Where are they going in a relationship with God? Where are they going in a relationship, in a right relationship with their parents? Where are they going on their job? Where are they going in their work ethic? Where are they going in their integrity? Where are they going in their character, their honesty? Where are they going? If they're following you, where are they going? Because I can assure you, somebody is following you. Someone is right behind you. Someone is watching. You may not even know that you're influencing others, but in reality, you are. In fact, the Bible calls us the light of the world. And uh, that light is supposed to shine so that others can follow us to Christ. But if they follow us, are they going closer to God? Or are they going farther away from God? Someone is following you. Where are they going? Well, our scripture today comes from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. And the apostle Paul was writing, he said this, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. You see, not only are people following you, but you're following someone. Who is it that you're following? Look ahead of you. Who is it that's influencing you? Who is it that's, that's uh, uh, you know, leading you, that's, that, that, that's giving you instruction? Who is it that is your pattern, your example, or who is it that you want to be most like? You know, sometimes we can choose people in our lives to, to imitate that are a little bit less than, uh, than what God would like for us to follow. 
It's important to realize, though, that everyone influences everyone else. In fact, the Bible says that iron sharpens iron, so does the countenance of a friend sharpen his friend's countenance. Word of God also tells us that we need to watch and be very careful about those that we run with. Do not be deceived, the Bible says. Evil company, bad company, will corrupt your good manners, will corrupt your good morals. That means that when we hang around other people, we will uh, have the tendency to see little things in their life influence us and rub off on us. You know, the most extreme example that I can think of was a man named Lot. Lot was Abraham's nephew. You may remember Father Abraham in the book of Genesis was called by God and given a covenant by God. And, and not only was Abraham blessed, but all of his whole family was blessed. And Lot lived with Abraham for a number of years. And after Lot and Abraham had prospered so much that no small amount of land could contain them, and, and you know it was, it was difficult for them to feed their sheep and their flocks and have all their servants uh, living in the same little area, then Abraham and Lot decided that because of the blessing of God on their life, because of the blessings that God had brought to their families, and because of the increase that they had, they were the, the land was no longer able to contain them. That's what the word says. And therefore, they separated. Now, do you know that it was God's will for them to separate, just like the cells in our body? They grow so much that they multiply. This is God's uh, way of multiplication. This is God's way of separation. You know, different than division, by the way. Division makes, makes uh, uh, one, two. But uh, uh, this multiplication factor, this, this cellular division, multiplication is different than division. It actually creates more, not less. It doesn't take away from, it adds to. And such was the case when God decided that he wanted Abraham and Lot to separate, to divide. Not to divide in heart, not to divide in spirit, not to divide in unity of family or love or care for one another, but rather to to, to separate so that they could both increase. God began to increase them. He increased them and increased them and increased them until they ended up not being able to be contained in the land that they were in. And so Lot ended up moving to a place called Sodom, down in the valley of the Jordan River Valley, down south of the Dead Sea. And as Lot lived there, uh, that city was well known for being very evil and for being very corrupt and very immoral moral. And, and the Bible says that Lot, although he was a righteous man, now that means that he was right with God. His heart was right. You know, he, he, he thought right. He, he wanted right. He loved God. He knew what was right. He had been raised in Abraham's house. He had been raised to follow Abraham as Abraham followed Jehovah God. And being raised in that influence, he knew God. And so he went out into life and began then to pursue God and began to, to stay connected to God. And and, he, and, and he, he did the things that pleased God. He was a righteous man, the Bible says. He even raised his children knowing Jehovah God and knowing the covenant that God had given to him and given to uh, uh, all those who were Abraham's family. And so here, as the word of God continues telling us about Lot, it gives us a very interesting picture that Lot, although he was a righteous man, the Bible says, Nonetheless, 
living in the midst of all of the unrighteous conversation from day to day, being around all of the unrighteous behavior, being around all of the ungodly influence in Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says that he saw things and that he heard things and that it confused him. It vexed his soul is what the King James says. It troubled him. It caused him to not think straight. Though his heart was right with God, yet in his head, he wasn't thinking straight. In his head, he was willing to uh, put up with some things and tolerate some things and stay around some things and, 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 and even participate in some things that were not purely the will of God for his life. We're not holy. We're not God's best for him. Why? Because he was following those around him. He was influenced by other people around him. Uh, angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah. You may remember the story, and if you haven't, it's a, it's 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 something that's very powerful as you read it in the book of Genesis and grasp its modern-day current application for us right now. Right now, this particular word applies to us. Isn't that marvelous about God's word? It meant something to Lot. You know, uh, Lot lived basically 4,000 years ago. It meant something to Lot at that time. It meant something to the apostle Peter as he wrote about it and talked about it and, and exclaimed about it, how this righteous man living in the midst of this unrighteousness, it ended up troubling and vexing and confusing and, and, and absolutely influencing Lot to the point to where Lot could not even make a good and godly decision even when faced with angels in his house, even when the messengers of God came to his house. Yet Lot could not grasp all of the things that God God had and wanted for him because he had been influenced by others. But there was a right now word for Lot. You know, there's always a right now word. There's always a right now opportunity. There is always a today application of God's word. There's always something you can do right now. And Lot, though he was a righteous man living in the midst of that unrighteousness and was confused and vexed and troubled and uh, nonetheless, God had a right now word for him. And God said to Lot through the messengers that God had sent to him, Lot, come on, get Get out of this city. Get out right now. And the Bible says that Lot tarried a little while. He 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 was trying to get things ready. He he uh, but while he tarried, the Bible says that the angels laid hold on him and his daughters who were in the house with him and his wife, and they absolutely carried them, drugged them. They forced them out of the house right now because there was a right now word for Lot. Get out of the city so you won't be destroyed. There's a right now word for us every day. In every second of every day, there's always something we can do to please God. It may not be that dramatic. It may not be that life impacting always in every situation, but sometimes it is. Sometimes this right now word from God is very critical. Sometimes it's important for us to know what to do right now. And sometimes there is a general right now word, something that God wants done right now, something that God is saying. That's why the Bible continues to tell us, blessed is the man, blessed is the woman, blessed is the individual who understands and hears and knows what the Spirit of God is saying to the church, not what the Spirit of God said to the church. You know, we don't worship God just as a God who did a lot of things thousands of years ago. We worship a God 
God who is doing something today. You know, the, the church is not just a refrigerator to preserve all the things that God did. And church is not a place to come just to hear about all the things God did. Sure, we love to hear the testimony. And sure, the Word of God tells us great accounts of God working in the lives of men and women, boys and girls. But its intent is to have a right now impact on us. Its intent, the intent of the Word of God, just exactly like Romans, the fourth chapter said, these things were not written about Abraham so that you could just know about Abraham. These things were not written for Abraham's sake, but rather for your sake, upon whom the ends of the world have come, your sake. You know, God put his word right in front of you, for you right now, today, today. There's something that you can do. There's something you can do right now. There's a right now word for you. And the general right now word from God today for you is to realize somebody is following you and you are influencing someone today and you are being influenced by someone today. And the apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 11:1 1, encouraged those around him, follow me as I follow Christ. He was determined that he was going to follow Christ, just like Joshua spoke up in Joshua 24 and said this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what the apostle Paul had determined. I am going to serve God, not only for my own life, because I also know that others are following me. And I don't want to follow anyone else but Jesus. I know other people influence us constantly, but when I realize that someone is influencing me for evil or influencing me for, for bad or influencing me you know, for destruction or influencing me to hate others or influencing me to take up a reproach or to be bitter or unforgiving uh, you know, about situations or, or just stirring my pot of anger all the time or stirring my pot of unforgiveness or resentment or stirring my pot of discontent, let me tell you, those are not the people that are influencing you in the right way. And the Bible tells us to be very, very careful. Cease, my son, to hear instruction, Proverbs says, that causes thee to err from the words of knowledge. Now, that scripture can be taken two different ways. One is, is if you cease to hear instruction, you can err from the words of knowledge. But also, you need to cease to hear instruction that causes you to err from the words of knowledge. It's important that we realize that other people around us influence us, and we are following someone. Who is it you're following? Who is it that you want to be like? Who are you imitating? Who are your role models? Who are your children's role models? Who is it that you have set up in your life for your children to look up to? Who is it that you have set up in your life for, for you to, to look up to? Who are your role models? Who do you want to be like? Who would you like to be like? Is it because they look a certain way? Is it because they, they have some money? Is it because they're kind? Is it because they're godly? Is it because they're fun? What is it in a person's life that draws you to want to follow them? Well, beware. Make sure, as the Bible says, and do not be deceived that bad company will corrupt your good morals. So we need to choose friends. We need to surround ourselves with people that are going to lead us the right way and realize that when we are in the midst of Sodom and Gomorrah, when we are out in the world that is corrupt, whenever 
we're working or going to school or, or some other uh, 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 days of our life when we're busy and out in the world and being so bombarded by all of the world's ideologies, by all of the world's concerns, by all of the world's anger, by all of the world's uh, 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 champions that, 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 that they are promoting. We need to realize that that stuff has a, has a tendency, if we're not watchful, to try to confuse us, to try to vex us. We need to make sure who we're following because today, right now, today, you have a chance to influence someone and other people have a chance to influence you. Let me influence you today. Let me be the one that you would be influenced by to hear the word of the Lord and to know for certain that God has a today word for you. He has something you can say today to influence someone for Jesus. Today, he has something right now, right now, there's something you can do to change your mind. You know, if you've been thinking wrong, thinking not like God wants you to think, right now you can change it. Now, now is the day. The Bible says today is the day and now is the appointed time. So make sure that you take your today opportunity. Somebody is following you. Where are they going? Well, I pray that wherever Jesus is, you would draw a straight line from where you are straight to God. And as you go, people would follow you. Let's say our overcomer's confession today. Are you ready? Say this with me today. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. You know, that's a today word, by the way. That's a today word. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of my God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me today, now, right now. Today, right now, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind right now. Today, right now, no sickness or disease has a right to my body. None, oh, no, no unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me today. The Word of God is my meditation and my answer right now. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with His thoughts today. And because of this, everything I put my hand to this day will prosper. God has a plan for my life right now. He will succeed, and today I am going to participate. <laughs> what a good confession. Make your confession with all conviction, because today God has a plan for your life. Right now, do something for Jesus today. God bless you. See you next on another podcast.